Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yeah, so like I said, after all that surgery stuff, uh, I kind of, after that, I kind of been kind of persuaded myself that maybe going to New York and, you know, working all those hours every day and not enjoying myself, that maybe that wasn't the best way for me to spend my life. Um, obviously, the goal is still to try and be successful, you know, and make money, but I didn't want to do that at the cost of like hating every day that I was, yeah. um, you know, because I saw how quickly it can all be taken away. Welcome to 94 and More, presented by Bristol Studio. While a basketball court might be 94 feet, we believe it's limiting to solely look at this beautiful game as a sport. In our minds, it's closer to an art form, even a tool through which we can study the world and learn about ourselves. I'm your host, Jake Fenster, and on this podcast, we will explore the game of basketball, not only as a sport, but as a dynamic force that influences culture, builds bridges, and has the ability to shape our national conversation. Hope you enjoy. As always, feel free to reach out to us at 94 at bristol-studio.com and follow us on Instagram at Bristol Studio and at 94 and more podcast. All right, let's get into the show. Today, my guest is Kalik. Kalik, how's everything going? Doing good, man. How you doing? Good. Uh, can you introduce yourself a little bit to the audience? Okay. Uh, my name is Kalik. I uh, grew up in Inglewood, California. Uh, just really just all over LA too. Um, I do tattoos right now, but I've done a few different things, you know, over the course of my life. Uh, I figure that's probably what we'll get into a little bit. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so how did you get into tattoos? How did you start tattooing people and becoming a tattoo artist? Uh, so I guess before I even started tattoos, when I was a kid, I used to just like plaster myself with all those fake tattoos, like maybe like four years old, just like licking them off my arm and yep. stamping them all over my whole body. Uh, so I guess... We should have known that I was going to be getting tattoos at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, and then just when I really started actually doing tattoos, I was in college uh, having a decent time out there. Every now and then I kind of shut myself away and uh, I got into drawing a little bit more. I just bought a cheap machine on eBay, just got a few things off the Internet for really cheap. And uh, and yeah, just tried it out on myself. I didn't know what to practice on. So I just went right on the leg and then it wasn't the worst thing in the world. So I had a couple of friends who offered up some legs and arms to me. <laughs> So kind of just got rolling from there. How how did um how did you kind of go about that first tattoo? Like, is that something that you had always done, kind of drawing and, and practicing your uh, art? And then you you kind of evolved to tattoos and, and felt comfortable doing it? Because I know it's something that takes a lot of practice. You have to have steady hands. What was that like for you to get started? Yes, I mean, uh, starting off, I used to I used to kind of like just my drawing was more kind of based on just trying to figure out I want to get tattooed. It started out obviously pretty bad. I wasn't like in art school or anything like that. I would just kind of, I started off photoshopping stuff. I take like a picture of my arm and learn how to do Photoshop and like, we're trying to see what they look like beforehand uh, and take those to my, my tattoo artist who became my mentor and uh, is the owner of the shop that I work at now. Um, so yeah, just like, you know, you try and find things on the internet and then sometimes you don't find what you want. And so you got to figure out ways to kind of get things from your mind onto a piece of paper. And that part I didn't really have figured out yet. So I just slowly would, practice and started off doing a lot of doodling and stuff like that uh I was always pretty smart in school so I finished up things quick and just started doodling in my notebook and then they just get more and more elaborate uh I guess as time went on that's so interesting to me because 
I feel like personally, I don't have a steady hand. I, I could not do it. So I, in my head would imagine that like the first time you do it, you know, it's kind of, I guess it's more of an instinctual thing, right? Like if you kind of have that ability, you have it and maybe you can learn it and get better at it. But uh, clearly that was something that you just, you know, had, what was it like for you that first time you put ink on someone's like skin, you know, you really did it. Was that nerve wracking for you? Uh, it was a little bit. I mean, luckily I tried it on myself first. Um, so I kind of had an idea what it feel like. Uh, I'd always been super, super into it. Like even when I used to get tattooed in high school and all through then I would, I would always just watch and like see what they're doing, just more interested in it than anything. Not ever thinking that I was actually going to do tattoos. Um, so when I did that first one on myself, I kind of had a little bit of an idea of how it should go, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's funny because I did it on my thigh. That was the easiest place to reach. And uh, yeah. tattooing, you're supposed to start from one side and then go to the other. If you're right, you kind of start lefty and go right or right and go left. Uh, but I started on the left and mm. I, uh, <laughs> I like finished one of the letters and like had erased most of the entire stencil <laughs> rubbing it with my hand. So uh, that was an early learning experience. But uh, I don't know. I was I was surprisingly calm. I feel like part part of what helps me uh be able to do tattoos is it's kind of just you kind of got to have like that like like you know effort mentality you know yeah. like we're gonna do this there's no time to be shaky and nervous and concerned um yeah. and I know I definitely got a lot of that just from being an athlete my whole life you know because I'm used to yeah well, I'll tattoo people and they're yeah. like oh you mind if my friend watches and I'm like like that's not gonna mess me up I've you know been yeah in stadiums with like thousands of people who want to see me yeah. mess and do badly so no I was gonna say I feel like it's kind of like a high pressure situation, you know, having, especially when you have somebody you don't know, right? You have to be so comfortable to the point where you're, you know, giving somebody something permanent and it's your artwork and you have to have that faith that, you know, you've done the the practice, you've, you've done the reps that you're going to, you're not going to mess it up and it's going to turn out exactly how you intend for it to turn out. So I kind of want to go back to, you know, your early days Mm -hmm. um, when you were a fan of tattoos um, and you know, we've had some conversations. So I know you grew up playing basketball. Was basketball your first love and kind of the first thing that you really put your heart and soul into? Yeah, man, definitely. I mean, I was playing since I was like three years old. My parents put me in the league. Uh, my dad, he played basketball like a little bit in college and stuff like that. But uh, so, yeah, basketball was like a foreign concept to our family. I was three years old, like probably shouldn't even been playing basketball. <laughs> a giant jersey, you know, kind of yeah. sitting on the court. Um, but yeah, so I've always had a ball in my hand since I was a kid. Um, just honestly, all, all kind of sports, you know, when I was young, we played, that was what we did all day long. We'd have our, whatever practice we go to, then we come home and, you know, play football out in the street or, you know, just anything athletic. But, uh, yeah, basketball is definitely always, always a constant. So it's always like basketball practice, then football practice or basketball practice, then t-ball or something, you know? Yeah. And, and kind of for you, did you play both? Did you play multiple sports throughout, you know, uh, no Early days middle school no i play like i played like flag in middle school we play okay. outside like whatever sports or you know anything we get our hands on but the only thing i really played seriously was basketball and for you was that you know, travel teams the whole aau circuit uh what'd that look like uh so yeah it was just early on just parks and stuff like that uh probably around 11 years old i started playing uh aau and then always whatever school i was at middle school or elementary i was always playing basketball for that team too and kind of was that the way that you met all your friends and, and kind of like experienced uh life was it really through the game and, and kind of just traveling on the road for those tournaments or, or you know traveling with your high school team was that really 
kind of the main focus in your yeah, life? Yeah, I mean, I was, yeah, that was definitely, I mean, that was definitely everything, you know, yeah. every day after school, at school, you know, every time you get a recess or lunch break uh, on the weekends, playing all those tournaments, like you're, you're really just around, at least when you're playing as much basketball, you know, as, as mm-hmm. I was playing and a lot of folks play, uh, that's going to be like the people you get closest to because you're, you're a kid, you don't have a car, you can't go drive and see yeah. you're just yeah. around, but you know, whoever you're around and AAU tournaments, Saturdays, Sundays, you're with the same group of guys, you know, for that entire day from like, you know, 10 in the morning till nighttime, whenever you're done. Uh, so yeah, yeah. definitely, I'd say like the majority, especially like of my, my friends who are still really close friends of mine from early on, we definitely all played basketball. Uh, that was kind of like a common ground mm-hmm. and how we all met each other. And uh, you went to Loyola High School, which is pretty much like a sports powerhouse. Yeah. How did you end up going there? What, what was the story behind that? Um, what was the story behind that? I mean, it's it, it's a really good school, first things, you mm-hmm. know, first and foremost. Um, I actually, you know what? It was, uh, so I had two reasons. The the coach who he actually just left, but he was the head coach, basketball coach there for a long time, uh, Jamal Adams. He uh, he coached my little sister playing at the YMCA. And uh, I think he had just started coaching at Loyola and he kind of, you know, was talking to my parents about it. And then um, a really good friend of mine, uh, Miles Cartwright, him uh, him and his brother Parker, they played at Hoop Masters with me. And uh, Miles is like two years older than me. And uh, he went to Loyola and so we'd always see them and stuff. And uh, so yeah, yeah kind of got that, you know, on our radar because my parents are from LA. My mom's from up north, some little farm country town up past Sacramento. My dad's from uh, Denver, Colorado. So, you know, they came out here and didn't really know anything about that stuff. Uh, and so I think originally the plan was just for me to go to Inglewood uh, Public High School. Um, but I don't know, I always, like I said, I was always like a little bit more gifted in the classroom and stuff. So they're definitely looking for ways to kind of bring that out of me. Yeah. Uh, that with like mixing that with like Loyola's motto about mm-hmm. being for others, you know, that was just a really good place for me to kind of foster all that stuff. Yeah, no, I was, it's funny you brought up Hoop Masters. That's where I played at Hoop Masters for a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I was going to say John Fisher and see what your reaction was. <laughs> nah. he used to go, I used to see him go crazy. Luckily, I wasn't on like the best, best teams. So I never had yeah. to deal with him like in his full, uh, you know, mode. But I just remember like that guy used to. <laughs> curse people out of the gym like, yeah i was definitely one of those guys getting getting yelled at and cussed at uh yeah I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do too much on John. yeah no you don't need to i'm just I, saying I that say anything you know i'm sh- i'm sure that that had a lot to do with building um up your mental fortitude and, and like yeah, mental I mean, strength you're, you're a 10 you're a 10 year old kid getting told some of those things you know who, yeah. who say anything to you later in life that's really gonna shake you yeah no but we'll move on um so what was <laughs> So going to Loyola, um, talk to us a little bit more about that experience. Like you said, it was more of a challenging school. So you had an academic kind of opportunity to like really shine and push yourself as well as on the basketball court. What were some of the things that you were interested in doing, you know, back then that you were kind of thinking about in high school, pursuing in college and, and beyond college? Uh, I mean, to be honest, like going to college, I, uh, it's gonna sound it's gonna sound like kind of like flipping and a little bit stupid, but I honestly didn't know what I wanted to do in college. I didn't have like any big stake. Like I knew obviously I was gonna go to college because I was smart, um, but I didn't have like some dream school or like cared about what I did in college. I honestly had no idea until just talking more and more with uh, Coach Adams. There, he used to do um, like finance, New York, Wall Street stuff, and told me about investment banking, and I'd never heard about it before. But I was like, yeah. hey, that sounds like a you know a quick way to get a whole lot of money. So yeah. uh, 
I just, I don't know, even when I applied to schools, I really only wanted to apply to like Yale and USC just because I figured Yale has a big name. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know it was in mm-hmm. Connecticut or anything, but I just like, you know, it has that, it has that yeah. ring. So I picked that and then like literally it's, it was, it's not even like, a, it's not even a really good story. I just was like, that sounds good. I'll pick that. What sounds good as a major economics, I'll pick that. I, was, I mean, it's not a bad, it's not a bad goal and it, it seems like it worked out. What was um, the basketball component of that? Like, were you pursuing yeah, so I, I did I did want to play uh, college sports. I mean, obviously, anyone growing up playing all through high school and AU and stuff wants to play college sports. Um, but uh, it was weird for me because I had the basketball side of it, which I would get a little bit of love in, you know. Um, but then I had the, the academic side of it that I was really excelling at. Um, so I kind of, at a certain point, I was seeing what schools were recruiting me. I had, you know, some like, I don't know what you, mid-majors or mm-hmm. – I don't know, like a bunch of some California schools like Poly Davis, like, you know, schools yeah. like that were going to be able to bring me out. Um, but I kind of always knew that I could academically go to a school like in one of the Ivy Leagues or something like that. You know, something that just sounds a little bit different. Uh, so I kind of had to make a decision at some point as to like what I wanted to do Did I want to sacrifice because it's hard, you know, it's hard to get your name out to those places if you're not, you know, coming out yeah. of Los Angeles, if you're not like that guy. And yeah. so. It was just like I can either, you know, kind of pursue this basketball thing that I love to do and go to, you know, maybe like a a slow or something like that. Or I could go and just go to school somewhere else and just like, you know, maybe try to walk on or like, you know, try and figure out a way to do that. But it wouldn't be guaranteed. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I was real cool with the coaches at SC. Like I knew I could probably walk on if I got in there. Um, And then I actually I forget who I talked to about it. It might have been Miles's family again, but uh they were just like, go try and play in a camp out there, you know, and see if, see if you can get some eyes on you. And so I ended up doing that. I think after maybe after my junior sophomore or junior year, one of the two, I think it was my junior year. Uh, so I went out there, I went to Yale camp, made a big splash, went to Princeton camp, made a big splash. Uh, I remember the the Princeton coach. I didn't, cause no one, I didn't know anyone out there. We were just doing like some regular little like layup drill. And uh, I just like, I was like, all right, let me see if I can impress some people. And this is like back when, you know, yeah. You can just jump through the gym. You don't got to stretch. It. <laughs> so we come out and like I jump from like outside the key, touch the ball on the back of my neck and like dunk it. And he pulls me over the side. He's like, hey, uh, you know, like, <laughs> who, who are you? <laughs> you know, so I yeah. kind of tried to drum up a little bit of business that way. That's smart. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I went to the Yale camp. Uh, like I said, from England, being around Los yeah. Angeles, uh, that's a whole different, you know, kind of vibe out there. So I was I was a little bit like concerned about that. I know at Princeton I was just like this is a little bit too, you know, a little too snooty for me. At uh, yeah at Yale I ended up meeting this other guy who uh, he ended up being like one of my best friends there. But it's funny because I met him there. I was talking to him and he's like all tatted up, you know, light skin tatted up, you know, hanging out on the basketball court. He was on the team, uh, and I was talking to him and I was like, shoot, like if this guy goes here, like and there's kids like this, like I'll be fine here. You know, I'll have a great time. Mm-hmm uh turns out he ended up not playing that next year he ended up coming back for his senior year but he absolutely hated the school <laughs> you know? really yeah so he, he, he didn't tell you no no he was just like he was just like yeah whatever. i mean i wasn't even talking about school stuff i was just talking about life stuff and i was got like you got you dude but yeah he was like kind of like an older brother to me up there uh but it's funny because i was just like oh, okay if it's a bunch of guys like this yeah and, i'm good yeah it turned out that it, it wasn't but yeah, so so talk a little bit more about that. Like once you made that final decision, did you have a guaranteed spot at Yale or did you have to walk on? 
so I uh, so I really I just thought I wasn't sure if I was going to play basketball. You know, all the letters and stuff go out um, or applications go out, letters come in. And uh, I got back the USC, the Yale letter. Um, the SC one was cool. They were like, we're giving you a half scholarship up front. Like, we're going to figure out financial aid and see what we can do for you. Uh, and then I got the Yale one back and they were just like, hey, you know, we'll you can come here for free. Like, you don't have to pay anything. So right off the bat, I was like, okay, well, I'm probably going to lean a little bit more towards that. You know, yeah. pass, you can't pass up a yeah. Yale degree. Yeah. Uh, but then it was cool because a couple of days later, uh, the coaches knew me up there. They just, you only get like a, you only get like three players or something that you can kind of like push in the school. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I wasn't one of those three. And then they, uh, they called me up and they're like, hey, like, you know, we saw you got into the school. Obviously, we know you can hoop and you're a good player. So like, if you want to come to school here, we got a spot on the team for you. So it was like kind of like a weird like in between thing. Yeah, I could play when I was going up there. Didn't have to like actually do or walk on thing, but uh, yeah, it was cool. So I ended up, I ended up getting able. I ended up being able to do you know do that too. You know, I thought I was gonna have to sacrifice that just you know go to a good school. It's it's interesting, and and I don't want to get ahead of it. I want to go back to what it was like for you at Yale playing basketball and and you know academically. But it's interesting that you say you wanted that Yale degree, and. I feel like, you know, you, you have so many different interests and here you are doing tattoos, not that it doesn't apply and that you, you know, you have opportunity because of it, but I think it's really interesting um, kind of what you've pursued and, and your journey to this point. But before we get into that, let's go back to uh, college, right? What were those four years like? Did you do all four years? Did you play basketball all four years? Yeah, so uh, I graduated four years. Uh, I, uh, I played Played my last three years. Technically, I didn't really, I didn't really get to play my first one. I had some like wild surgeries go down. Um, that, wild uh, surgeries. Yeah, yeah. I didn't tell you that story. No. Oh uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. Long story short, I uh, had to get my appendix taken out like middle of October. Um, oh. I'd always been healthy. I'd never like gotten sick or anything. So it was kind of weird. I was like thinking it was a stomach ache, but uh, I know that my dad had his appendix out. And he had told me about it and like what it felt like. So I kind of figured like this. Yeah. Why I don't know. I just tried to sleep it off. Woke up like just throwing up all kind of nasty stuff. I hadn't eaten all yeah. day. I like, couldn't stand up. And I was like, yeah. So I went to the oh. hospital, had to get emergency surgery. Uh, the doctor there was a bit of a jerk. But, you know, you're like 18, 19 years old. Never been in this much pain in your life. It's four in the morning in an emergency room. You don't know how to be like, you know, give me a different doctor or like, you know, yeah. like that. You're just like, make this stop. So, yeah, uh, yeah I did the surgery. Uh, supposed to be good to go in like three or four days. It's like a week and a half later, haven't gotten better, running a fever, can't stand up, can't eat. Uh, my mom ends up finally taking me back, even though I was telling her not to take me back because I didn't want her to be all concerned. But uh, it turns out he had like cut into my intestine when oh my uh, God. Surgery, yeah, put me back together, didn't know it. And so my body like freaking sort of, out. Yeah. Yeah. Your intestines just leaking out of your body. For, like, oh, my God. Yeah. So did that. Uh, it was crazy. Like the lady who who like admitted me or whatever, she told my mom that if she hadn't brought me in that night, uh, that I would have just been dead in the morning. She just woke up next to a dead body. Yeah. So it was pretty, it was pretty, it was pretty wild. And I still, I think wow. I ran through that one. They did that surgery where they kind of cut you up the middle uh, and try and get all the infection out. Uh, and it was like my lung, my lung collapsed. I had to get lung surgery. Had like a bunch of tubes sticking out of me, like just all kind of wild shit or stuff. Sorry. But, where uh, was this? This was in this was in that was a school. I hope that doctor is not <laughs> still practicing. That is insane. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough. Like, I don't know. Oh, I've come, I've I've come a long way with it. It started out with like a lot of anger and like, you know, you said, Yeah, man. Yeah. 
I, I feel I feel like you know I made it through it at the end of the day uh, without anything. Yeah. You know, I'm not losing. A, I didn't lose a limb or anything like that. You know, I was able to bounce back uh, at some point. But flirting with death, though, that's yeah, that's scary. That's yeah, no, that was that was that part wasn't cool. And basketball was actually was crazy. <laughs> actually, playing basketball probably like is what helped me get healthy, honestly. Because uh, like towards the end, when I was starting to get a little stable, they put me in uh, this different unit. And I, I could see the basketball gym and all I would think about is like all my teammates over there working out and practicing, you know, without me. And I'm like, shoot, I got to get back. You got to get back. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that honestly. Oh, probably, that's wild, man. That is a lot. That's a lot. And I really like can't imagine what that took to kind of bounce back from, you know, just to one, like you said, to kind of work through that anger and that feeling of like somebody almost killed, like, you know, almost yeah. killed me yeah. with their negligence. But you know, what was that like for you physically to get back to playing oh, man. shape? It was crazy. I, uh, so I maybe went in the hospital like 215. We had just finished all our preseason stuff. So I was in like probably the best shape I had been in, in my life up to that point. Um, I don't know how low I really got, but at some, at one point I weighed myself and I was like 155. So I dropped. And what do you like, usually weigh? What do you usually weigh? I usually weigh somewhere around if I'm working out and eating a lot, I'm like up by like 215. Could wow. be 220. Yeah. So you but, were. Yeah, I, I dropped like 50 something pounds uh, being in the hospital because you can't eat and stuff, you know, got your stomach half stapled closed. And oh, my God, oh my it was gnarly. But my, my mom's a saint. She, I was in the hospital for uh, for 30 days and uh, she was with there with uh, every step of the way, you know, like literally just like slept in the hospital with me was there every moment I was in there. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what I would have done if I was just in there by myself, man. That's a lot to deal with. And that was when you were a freshman. Yeah, I was a freshman, literally so like a 19 year old kid. Hey, bro, October 15th, I'm like two months into school <laughs> getting hit with that. Wow. That's wild, man. So, what was, you know, that's a hell of a way to start it. But what was it like then for the rest of, you know, your time at Yale? Um, kind of take us through just your experience there yeah. after that horrible start. Yeah, after that wildness. Uh, yeah. So, first thing on my mind was just battling back, man. I, uh, oh, so of course, like, you know, they tell you your restrictions and stuff, but I guess they're just like saying that's for like the normal person who comes in. So as soon as I get off restrictions, I'm like right back in the weight room, like trying to get back, get back in shape. We still have a lot of season left. So I'm like, you know, I can get healthy and be ready to practice and be ready to play. Uh, I guess from all the cutting and stuff and then trying to get me back in shape uh, after all the surgeries, I ended up getting, I found out like a few months after I was like cleared to kind of play, I ended up getting a hernia. So I had to have like a whole nother surgery. And so I shut down the rest of my freshman year. Um, academically, honestly, like, like I said, I was, I was pretty smart all through high school. Um, I did, I worked hard. Uh, when I got to college, I was kind of over it, to be honest. Uh, I was just like, look, how can I like smooth sail my way out of here with like, you know, econ, yeah. Yeah. Not GPA and like, and not, I didn't want to be in the library and hitting the books all the time. You know, I was kind of over that. Um, so like school was, school was pretty breezy for me. Uh, I didn't have to work too hard. Everybody was just like, this is ridiculous. We never see him study or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> but like, that's, I don't know. I, I enjoyed yeah. that. There's more, there's more things to do. Uh, yeah. So school, school was easy for you. And then what was it like for, you know, from the basketball you know, standpoint, you know, you went through all that physically. Yeah. Once you got your body back, you know, what was the, the experience on the court traveling yeah. with the team playing in, you know, against other Ivy league schools, you know, did you guys make it to the tournament any, any of the years you were there? Just that whole. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, it actually took me a while because after I had the other surgery, it took me like probably till halfway through my sophomore year to kind of, to kind of bounce back. Um, 
And I remember uh, I was getting frustrated because we weren't doing too hot. And I was just like, man, like, throw me in the game. I would be torching dudes in practice. Uh, and I was just like, yo, like, we're not doing good. Like, you know, just let's, yeah. let's, let's just try Give it. A chance. Uh, you know, the coach was kind of set on his lineups and all that. I'm not going to get too, too much into that. I don't want to sound like I'm bad-mouthing anybody. We just didn't really see eye-to-eye that much. Uh, but it was cool. My senior year, we actually did get to go to the tournament uh, my last year there. Uh, we beat Baylor in the first round and lost to Duke. Um, that was that was actually one of the really cool parts about playing there uh, is that we had one of the toughest non-conference schedules out of any team, you know, mm-hmm. in the whole country. So we were playing like, I remember one year we played UConn right after they won the, won the, the championship. Yeah, we played them right after that uh, and then flew down to Florida and played them right after that. You know, we played like SC. That, that year we played Duke in the tournament. That was the second time that year we played Duke. Um, so we, just, we were playing everybody. Yeah. Cool to like go to all the different places and, you know, just play against like people that are well-known, like all the coaches and things like that. That must have been a cool experience just growing up, like a basketball fan and, and you know, playing against those – playing against Duke. Yeah. Like actually being on the court against Duke. Yeah, like being out there like against Duke, playing against Coach K. Seeing Coach K, yeah, that's yeah, probably pretty that, that, kind of stuff, that kind of stuff is fun. Uh, and just like the big crowds because Ivy League, the gyms are only yeah. so – you're only going to draw so much of a crowd – um but like yeah dude, i remember like i remember like iowa state was insane like i said at one point we were like we were doing we were doing really good against them uh we were like i think we might have been like up at halftime too and then they started mounting a comeback and the fans got so loud like you literally you couldn't even hear yourself in there like it was like deafening how how loud it was <laughs> and like, like those kind of experiences are like you're like yeah. all right, this is what big time basketball is all about you know it's really cool that you got to experience that, you know, because I feel like a lot of people might go to those types of schools like a Yale or a Princeton and the basketball experience is very limited um, just because those schools necessarily aren't drawing the, the biggest talents or, uh, you know, so the best of the best coaches. So they don't really get that opportunity a lot, but it's amazing. You, you were able to, in your time, experience that. Yeah. Uh, is there a moment? I'm sure it's, determined is pretty incredible but do you have like a moment that you kind of play over and over in your head that stands out to you from that time hmm, shoot uh like I your mean, first dunk or something like was, it actually is it, it was tough because uh i ended up getting really sick uh right before the tournament started i uh i don't know what i don't know what it was yeah it was really bad but like i had like like night before the tournament i'm thinking i'm gonna take myself a nice little you know sleep i go to yeah. bed at like nine or something eight and uh, I wake up with like the world's worst food poisoning. So, oh my god! I, I barely, like they were trying to stick me out there. I'm I'm throwing passes that I just barely getting through. Uh, and like every time that we're back in the locker room, I got my head in the toilet. Oh uh, god! Yeah, and it was also <laughs> I was like it was at the end too. So I, uh, to be honest, I kind of yeah. I was a little bit over it by then. Uh, just some stuff had gone down at school. Um, that kind of yeah, kind of kind of put a bad taste in my mouth as far as playing basketball for them was concerned. But, uh, but yeah, like that's obviously like a very special moment, you know, to, yeah. be able to play at the tournament. It was like the first time since like the fifties or something or sixties that Yale had even gone to the tournament. Um, it's, it seems like you were going through constant challenges, man. Like, man, just those, just those two, just those two. It was uh health wise. I was good besides. Yeah. That was, that was just off. That was too bad yeah. though. It, it, it's funny. Cause that's like an appropriate way for me to end my time there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the tournament but uh yeah i got out i got out there try to do my thing uh didn't get scored on so that's fine there you didn't go <laughs> highlight tapes or anything like that in my people in my people <laughs> that's important stuff um so 
So take us through then, you know, once you were finishing up school and deciding what you were going to do after college, um, what were you between, what were you thinking about? And just what were those deciding factors that ultimately led to your decision? Yeah. So like I said, after all that surgery stuff, I kind of, after that, I kind of been kind of persuaded myself that maybe going to New York and, you know, working all those hours every day and not enjoying myself, that maybe that wasn't the best way for me to spend my life. Obviously the goal is still to try and be successful, you know, and make money, but I didn't want to do that at the cost of like hating every day that I was, yeah. um, you know, cause I saw how quickly it can all be taken away. You know, I could work, you know, those terrible yeah. hours, make all that money and never get a chance to spend it. Anything could happen, you know? So try to just think about things that I would actually enjoy out of life. I, uh, probably around my junior years when I started messing around with the tattoos, I didn't do that many, obviously not a whole lot of takers, uh, at Yale for random tattoos. Out of <laughs> well, now I feel like now there would be. Oh, now, like now it's, today, I now actually, it's there was all over. Telling you about this, like this young kid who's on the team and he, I guess he's been giving out like stick and poke tattoos. All yeah. Time. Yeah. That's a thing. It's a common yeah. thing now. Yeah. So that part, so that's dope. Uh, but yeah, so I was, I was trying to figure out kind of what I wanted to do. I know I didn't want to do the the eye banking stuff i figured maybe like some finance stuff out here in la or something you know something in that kind of vein and uh but i, I did i kind of wanted to play overseas a little bit i don't know i wasn't ready to let the the hoop stuff go yeah. uh so i ended up getting that freshman year back the ncaa barely gave it to me i was like yo i told them the whole story and everything i, I think they're they the worst me, they ended up putting me on one game against a d3 team for like two minutes before i couldn't play again and they were just like oh well that's your eligibility they ended up getting me work. back though. It's funny, my uh, my brother, he used to play at San Diego, University of San Diego, uh, his first two years. And then their coach got fired. New coach came in, pretty much kicked everybody off the squad. And uh, he ended up going, transferring to Dominguez Hills uh, at the same time I graduated. So I had that extra year eligibility. I was like, all right, like I might as well just come hoop with you for a little bit. Cause me and me and him playing basketball together since we were little kids, you know, and we hadn't really got a chance to play together uh, since we were like, we barely like we didn't really get to play together in high school so maybe like middle school sometimes mm -hmm. that was a cool that must have been a cool experience yeah it was cool uh it was fun to get to play with him you know and kind of graduate from college have a little bit of that pressure off you like I was just there to to play basketball just for fun uh ended up ended up kind of hurting myself um and deciding that I didn't necessarily want to keep playing for Dominguez and uh I ended up getting an offer to go play for a team in Finland. It's like kind of lower level, uh, but a chance to like kind of start out a little pro career and go somewhere different, you know? Uh, so I took him up on it. I flew out there for the second half of the season, um, second half of the season in playoffs. Uh, that was a great time. Uh, that coach out there, that's my, that's my guy, coach G. He, uh, yeah, it was just, it was just fun to play for a coach too, who like, who just really wanted you to go do your thing. You know, there's no like checking over my shoulder, looking, you know, looking at the bench, things like that, uh, where I, yeah. I maybe felt that kind of support from other coaches I played for. Like, I remember one time I was in a game and I was just, I was just missing, man. I don't know. I don't know what was going on, but like, and when I say missing, I was probably like missed like three or four. Yeah. And I was, I was like, oh, this is the end of the world. I was like, I was like I'm yeah. not going to do another one. I'm just going to start going to the basket. And I like yeah. passed out one and three and like went, I scored, but he was like, he brought me over him and the other manager. And they're like, like, what are you doing? Like, why did you take that three? And I was like, man, I'm like, I'm breaking right now. They're like, we don't care. Like, they're like, we don't care if you break every shot. Yeah. Like, you know, we brought you out here because we like the way you play basketball and want you to do your thing. You know, so having stuff like that, uh, I like, I'm, I'm really glad I decided to go out there, you know, and play. And same thing for Mexico, you know, when you go, that was, was another team, it wasn't like top league thing. So uh, 
you know, you kind of, you have a little more freedom, I'm sure, to do what you want to do. But yeah, just being able to play for some place where they're just, they want you to go do your thing, no yeah. matter, make it. Kinda takes you back to the the pure, you know, love of the game and, and yeah. really why you started in the first place, you know, to do your yeah. thing. And no, really, enjoy just yourself. Like, be free out there, be creative, you know, and do your thing and not have to like, just try and fit into this little box, you know, in hopes of like your playing time not getting cut, you know, it's just kind of yeah. What was that experience like being in Finland? You know, playing basketball is one thing, but just also being in a whole new place. Like, yeah, Finland, it was it was interesting, man. Uh, I like I said, I, I went out the second half of the season, so probably like January, like the first couple of days mm-hmm. of January. Uh, that part was really weird, just because <laughs> it's so far north that uh, that it was dark for like twenty hours a day. Yeah, and so I at first I just couldn't get it figured out. I got off the plane, they handed me a bunch of vitamin D pills because they were like, you need these. You need so, it. Yeah. So dude i'm still sleeping like i'm only awake to like eat lunch and dinner and to practice you know so i'm sleeping wow. probably like 18 hours a day uh which is a ridiculous amount of time to sleep uh but yeah finland it was i wasn't a big fan of the food out in finland the people were incredible though so yeah that was that was a really good experience for me like getting my feet wet playing you know a little more basketball overseas and things like that and how long were you out in Finland? Did, did you go somewhere else after that? Or uh, was I was probably there for like for like five months for that second half of the season in playoffs. Um, we ended up winning the championship for that thing, getting the team. Oh, that's exciting. Up. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was a good time. Then I played oh, – I went and played for a team in Mexico after that. That was probably like 2017 maybe, like the mm-hmm. end of 2017. Uh, that was fun. You know, Mexico had its own challenges, but it was, also had – you know, the rewarding parts that I didn't have in Finland, namely like some food and the weather. Yeah. Mexico is nice just because like as soon as you get out there, you don't have to you don't have to warm up or anything. You're just always loose, ready to go. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty fun. Uh, but yeah, ran. I don't know. A couple, the team I played for, the coaches were great. Players were great. Like, you know, the city was great. It was another I played in two small towns. So it was actually cool because no one had anything to do when we were playing games. So like the whole city would come out, you know. Yeah, it feels like um, – did you play anywhere else after that, or was it just the two uh, – It was It was just there, and then uh, after that, I was kind of figuring out where I wanted to go. It was looking like I was going to have to go back to Mexico, uh, and I didn't really want to go back there. So I was looking at other options, and it was around that same time that, uh, that the guys at the tattoo shop were kind of just like – you know, it was at that time I was kind of playing basketball, and then when you're done training, you don't really have a whole lot to do all day. So then I kind of got back into tattooing. Uh, yeah. I hang out at the shop. They just opened a shop, and – they were just kind of like, hey, you know, I show them all the little crappy tattoos mm-hmm. I'd be doing on people. And uh, they're like, hey, like, obviously you like this. Come in. Yeah. And we'll teach you how to do it. Do a little two-year apprenticeship. We'll teach you everything we know. And uh, we'll get you right. And uh, I was still pretty hesitant, honestly, just because I'm not used to to thinking about, like, you know, art is like, I don't know. I feel like at least when I was growing up, people weren't like, oh, art is a career to, mm-hmm. you know, to pursue so my whole life, I thought it would be something else. Uh, so I was hesitant. Yeah, I, I didn't really find anywhere to play that that I wanted to go, like, take on. And so I decided to do – oh, shoot, I missed the part. I was actually supposed to go play in Australia after that. Yeah, I was supposed to go play in Australia in Melbourne. Injured my foot. They let me push the date back. Just didn't get better. And, was it uh, in the NBL? In the NBL? Uh, or I don't different? remember what team it was. It was, it was for, like – I think it was some team in Melbourne. I don't know, but okay. they were supposed to the Mustangs or something. I'm yeah, not sure what league it is. Yeah, might have been the second league. Um, but yeah, so I was excited because my college. Uh, we took a trip out to Australia for basketball. So I guess most D ones do that. But uh, yeah, so we did that, and I was hyped to go back to Australia and play. 
But uh, unfortunately, it got hurt, um, pushed the day back, wasn't better, and they had to fill up the spot. And so I was just like, you know what, maybe I'll try this tattooing thing and see if there's anything to it, you know? Yeah, you're, you know, your story is interesting and just kind of reflecting on some of the things that you've said. You, you had this love for basketball and kind of this love for, you know, tattoos and art. As a kid, you kind of like lost it along the way, it sounds like. You know, you, especially with basketball, you went through some pretty crappy situations and some pretty brutal health you know, issues. And, and it's kind of beautiful to hear how it came back for you. And you kind of found, you know, a way to be fulfilled and like enjoy life. Yeah. Um, and it kind of naturally led you back to tattoos and, and into, you know, tattooing and being a tattoo artist kind of as a career. Um, can you speak a little bit more to kind of your goals with that? And, and maybe this, you have aspirations and things that you want to build businesses around that outside of that, just everything that you're now um, getting into off the court. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the tattooing thing has been amazing. The journey has been like incredible. I, uh, I didn't, I mean, I don't know. I would have never thought that I'd be where I am right now, you know, doing tattoos and have people who want to come, you know, see me yeah. get work done by me. Um, so I think right now still just trying to build that up. Uh, I feel like I've got my skills to a place where, where they kind of speak for themselves. Um, you know, I'm always, always, of course, trying to get better at everything, at everything tattoo wise. But uh, yeah, I feel like my skills are in a good spot. Um, I'm just trying to keep, you know, working on the branding, marketing side of it, you know, to get my work out there more and more. Um, and then that's really just, you know, the whole trade off with exchanging my time for money. Um, so hopefully I'll keep on getting that off the ground. And then I'm gonna start trying to figure out something I can do, you know, in terms of just in terms of just income that I don't have to put in hours for. Um, I'm not sure exactly what that's going to be. I've always I've always like felt like real estate's a good way to go for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just kind of I don't know. It's always I've always been led to. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm actually getting some some good tax returns under my belt, and I'm <laughs> looking into that stuff. But yeah, that's probably why I want to take it next. You know, I mean. Here in LA, people people aren't gonna stop coming to LA, and people always need yeah. to live. So I feel like that's, you know, pretty stable thing to do out here. Um, I haven't, I don't have all the bits and pieces worked out, but that's probably where my head's at. If I think about things that are like outside of tattooing that I want to, you know, shoot for in a business sense. Yeah, no, and um, just to say this, you know, I've told you this, and, and you did a tattoo for me, and I love it. It's my favorite tattoo that I have. And you also did my roommate's tattoos and yeah. another friend's tattoos. So clearly your work is, is getting out there and mm-hmm. you're very talented at what you do. Um, can you let people know where they can find your work? Okay. Yeah. So uh, right now I post all my stuff on, uh, on Instagram. It's uh, at leak from the wood, L I Q from the wood, like Inglewood. Um, yeah. That's really where I post everything. Instagram is a great tool for things like that. You know, you just kind of see things, you either like it or you don't. So that's why I keep all my, not all the tattoos I do. I do a ton of tattoos, but the ones that I post are all on there. Keep a link to like my email and stuff like that. Uh, if people want to book stuff. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this, man. Really appreciate you yeah, sharing your, your journey and uh, <laughs> excited to have you back on in the future. Yeah, definitely. All right, man. Take care. Right. Appreciate it. You too. Peace. This podcast is presented by Bristol Studio. Sound editing by Rashad Allen. Music by James Grissom. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.